Okay, let's continue with Sikha Vav, Rinachman, Sikha Saran. <coughs> so I'll read the uh, I'll read the whole Sikha straight, and then we'll and then we'll discuss afterwards. She so says, "Hayitzahara, our favorite friend, the Yitzahara, Dome, Kemo Misheholich Verotz Ben Ben Adam." The Yitzahara appears to be like somebody who's going and running between people. Viodo Segura, and his hand is closed. So you have this guy, you have a group of people, and you have somebody running in between them with his hand held up high, his hand is closed. Right? Imagine like a, a group of kids. And nobody knows what's in his hand. And he tricks people. He's a Ramai. He tricks the people of Shoal and he says, Maniochis. What am I holding? Right? He entices them. His hand is closed. What's, what's it, what do you think he has in my hand? I imagine a group of kids. And to each person there, it appears as if this Yetzirah, this person, is holding that which he desires. Right? He starts to have these imaginations, these fantasies of what's in his hand. One person thinks it's, you know, a gold bar. Another person said it's probably a car. It's a key to like a Lamborghini. Another person, maybe it's a deed to a house. Or whatever that person desires. That's what he must be holding. And therefore, each person then starts to run after him. Well, they, they, got, they want to know. They want to get inside. What is going on over here? Because each one holds, each one thinking. They think that this person is holding that which they want, that which they desire. That which is going to fulfill their dreams. And then they finally catch up to him. And they finally get him. And he has his hand closed. And he said, New shows what's in your hand. And he opens his hand. He opens his hand and there's nothing in his hand. This is exactly what the Yitzhar does. He tricks the whole world. And everybody runs after him. And he's able to trick each and every person, each person according to his own desires, his own way of thinking, his own, right? His own perceptions. Each person's different. But he can trick every single person. Until it appears, this Yetzirah appears to each and every person. Makes every single person think on his and her own level that I have what you want. I have what you dream about. I can answer up all your questions. I can answer up all your doubts, all your wants. I have it. That's what he tricks people to think. Each person according to his silliness and his tithes. And so, and what happens is Renachman then the Yitzchak at the end. At the end, which means probably at the end of a person's life, or when he finally gets that which he thinks is it, when he gets to that place of the the basof, the end, opens up his There's nothing there. There's nothing in his hand. Nothing that can fill you up. Nothing that can help you. Nothing that brings you a real lasting level of simcha. Nothing. Ki ein mi etzlo. 
because there's nothing there that's going to fulfill, to fill you up. Shiamale ta'avasa. He can't fill you up. Says Ramanachan at the end, he says, Gam nidmu kola ta'avoshala or. Says Ramanachan Marshall, he says, that all the taivas of this world are compared to rays of light. Like a pillar of light, like coming in from a window when you have that right, the right, like, you know, vision or there's enough dust or whatever it is that's in the air that you could see that ray of light coming into your, into your house, let's say. The amudeor ha-nechnasim babayis min ha-orachan that's coming from the sun. Kenira b'chush, it looks, shehen nidmin amudu ma-achmas azricha shachama. It looks like it's real. It looks like you could touch it. It looks like it's a real pillar coming from the sun. It looks like it's a, it's a ray of light that you can grasp. Uki'ilu wrote some litvososan. Uki'ilu, a person wants to grab that ray of light. Listen, sunlight, I could use it for lighting things up. I could use it for heat. I could use it to cook things. So you try to grab it. Uki'ilu wrote some litvososan hamude, or you try to grab those rays of light. Shetovsen v'chotem v'ein v'sochayad klum. You put your hand, you grab it. You know, everybody knows your hand can't grab a ray of light. Even though it looks real, and it is real in a certain way. So too are all the taivas of Olam Hazeh. Says Rabbi Nachman. It's a nice, it's a nice visual. Mm. We, have to go, we have to try to delve a little bit into this. We'll go with... There's, there's probably multiple ways. I'm sure every sikh of Rabbi Nachman has multiple ways to learn and understand it and go into the depth. We're going to go with one, one way. So which taiva is Rabbi Nachman discussing here? Which type is he discussing? Material ones. So first of all, Rabbi Nachman seems to say, Kol Taiva Shalom is Any type. All types. What would be a type of not... Gosh, we stick a type as we got. Food, drink, physical pleasures. What's, what, were you, what was not a physical pleasure, according to you? Are you very careful to say I material? material so yeah. what's a non-material pleasure? Spiritual pursuits. Torah. Uh-huh. Uh, I thought you were going to say, let's say a person runs after covered. That's not material, right? But that's like that's like almost like a spiritual taiva. It's not spiritual, meaning it's non gashmi. It's not material. We're not going to talk about that also. So in all types. Now, what what's he trying? What's he showing us here? What's he showing us here? And what does he want with the mushal at the end with the rays of light? What does Rabbi Nachman want with that? What did that? Did that what did that add? So, when, a, when there, we have the sugi of taivas, again, this is one way. There's probably many ways to approach this, this subject. The sugi of taivas is a big sugi of our lives, taiva, which loosely is translated as desire. So there are different types of taivas in this world, right? The taivas achila, taivas nashim, taivas shena, sleeping, taivas kavod, taivas mamun, right? All different types of taivas. Taiva doesn't mean the item. Taiva doesn't mean the receiving of the pleasure. I have a taiva to receive pleasure from eating. I have a taiva for the to receive the money. Right, taiva's moment. I run after moment. So a taiva is not the receiving because every one of the taivas that we're discussing, the common denominator is. They're all taivas. There's a taiva for this item, food. There's a taiva for this item, the money. What exactly is a taiva? A taiva is a desire 
it's something that you feel connected to and pulled after. To the degree that even if you say no, it's very hard to say no. You know sometimes logically, no, this is not good for me. But you can't, you're being pulled towards it. Taiva is that you're being dragged, is a good word. Bhavava uses that word. I think he says, let's go rare, I think it's called. To be pulled, to be dragged after something. I don't even want to do it, but there's something inside of me. That's what a taiva is. Taiva is the connection point between you and an item. It's not the item itself. It's the connecting between your heart, your place of desire, we'll call it, and up until actually receiving the pleasure. That's what a taiva is. Now, why do we get pulled? Why do we get pulled? Why are we being dragged into places that we don't necessarily want to go? So again, this is one mahal. But by definition, a physical being, a human being, is lacking. We're created with multiple deficiencies. You need to breathe. You can't live without breathing. So for the moment I'm not breathing, I'm lacking air. I need to breathe. We need to eat. We need to drink. If there's going to be procreation, that's part of it. A person needs a certain level of respect. If nobody respected this person, it would be very difficult for him to live. If nobody respected him, not the people at shul, not his family, there's a certain person needs a little bit of, not, not gaiva, a person needs a little bit of respect from the outside. So there's constantly, we need things to, we need things to fill us up. Now very often those things are, are very material, but there's, there's something deeper. It's not the food. It's not the food that's the taiva. The taiva is, the, is pleasure. Something deeper than food. All physical desires... It's coming from this uh, and deep need to receive pleasure in this world. It might come in the form of food. It might come in other forms. There's a deep sense, let's say, let's say the, the taiva for mammon. So not always. Like, I'm, it's very hard. You can't talk about this broad subject in, in, with one, you know, with one chavura. But taiva's mammon often is because a person has a certain inner need for security, for inner peace. Right? So he thinks that the money is going to bring him the inner peace and the security. So therefore there's a Taiba's moment to keep going after that which he believes will fill him up. Again, the money's never the money is not that which fills him. The, he's he doesn't really know this even, but he's hoping that his inner need for security, which he doesn't even recognize that's what he needs, it comes to him in the form of you need money. Because everybody in the back of their mind, they know you, money is what, how the world goes. Everyone needs money to live. So they, go, they, run after, they run after this money. Really what they're running after is security. But they don't know that. And therefore they go with this unquenchable thirst for money. But if you never know what exactly, right? If you take, if you take a, I don't know, whatever it is, you take some kind of medicine, your person has a skin ailment, I don't know what it is. And he starts taking Tylenol. One Tylenol doesn't work. Two Tylenol, three, 16 Tylenols he's taking. It's still not working for his skin. 
Yes, because you're taking the wrong medicine for the skin ailment. It's not going to work. So when it comes to taivas, there's something deeper that we're not always understanding. And because we don't understand what that true desire is, we try to put in its place that which we do understand. Mm, food tastes good. Maybe that's what, that's what I need. Money can buy me whatever I want, so that's probably, I need that, I want that. But that's not, it's not really the food and it's not really the money. It's a, it's a, it's a deep level called tainug, pleasure. There's a deep need called security or menuchas nefesh. Everybody wants to be, everybody wants menuchas nefesh. So they think they could buy it. If they, if they work hard and they make a lot of money, so they could buy, they can buy menuchas nefesh. But what they, what's the problem? All the working hard is making them have no menuchas nefesh. Right? Because that's not really what buys menuchas nefesh. You can't buy that. A very confident person. A truly confident, he's not, no gaiva, but he's very confident in who he is. Very happy with his characteristic traits. He's very happy where he's holding in Gashmis and Ruchnis. Nothing crazy. He's not a gvir. He's not the Velt Lamdin. But he's honest with himself and he's, and he's very confident. He doesn't look for honor from the outside. He doesn't need other people to respect him necessarily. He doesn't want anybody to spit on him. He doesn't look to not make friends, but he's very happy with himself. He doesn't need to go outside to get, because he's not lacking. A person who just ate a big meal, he just ate a big meal. A person's not looking in the cabinets for all the candies and the, and the cookies and the cupcakes. If one's brought in his face, okay, so maybe he'll go for it. But he's not going to necessarily, if he's really full, you're not going to search out for it for as long as he's full. And eventually, that feeling of satisfaction, the chalta v'savata goes away, then he has to continue to fill it up. <clears throat> so, there's a deep lacking inside each person. There's two levels of lacking. There's the deep level of lack, which is our true desire to fill, but then there's the shallow level of lack, which we think is what we really need, which is not necessarily true. So we're getting pulled and dragged to fill deep, deep needs that we have. Again, security, inner peace, a deep level to be respected. But we're, we're trying to fill it with something that's, that's temporary. Very materialistic. That cannot a materialistic object cannot fill a I don't want to say a spiritual but a non-material need. Ruts. Why are they running after? Right. I mean, Achim was medayik. We could be medayik in a lot of the lines here. But the Sahara, he was holding on. This guy was holding on to it, and it says, They're all running after him. Why are they running after him? I, they're curious. Of course, they're curious what he is, but what are you, what are you, why are you running after him? Because rots is really the shorish of what word? Rotson. Right? Rots is rotson. Rotson is a deep desire. Right? So a person always in his life is going to follow after and go after his rotson. That's, that's, that's how we're built. 
So he, he's going to run after it. The problem is, right, make sure you know what you're running after. Don't try to fill a deep need with something that can't fill it. But ruts, ruts, and so a person feels like, I have to have this. I, I, people have to have a sense of minuchas and nefesh. person has to have a feeling of security. How could you live, how could you go through life every, doubting every moment? Whether it's physical, physical, physical security, monetary security. People need that or else they're, they're, they can't live life. But again, they're trying to, they don't really hop that necessarily. Therefore, they run after the wrong thing. They run after the Yitzhak with his hand closed. They don't even know exactly what's in there, but they imagine that's going to be the savior for them. Our Ritzonos come, so there's two levels of Ratzon. There's the deep, deep Ratzon, the deep, deep desire, but then there's the lower level Ratzon. I want, right? Ratzon means desire, but there's, of course, there's many levels to that. I want ice cream. Is that like a deep Ratzon? It's a very low level Ratzon. But it's a Ratzon. And therefore, in fantasy world, it seems as though the low-level Ritzonos, because I want it, I desire it, that's going to fill me up. Right? That's what a person thinks. That this is going to fill my need for the pleasure. Now the problem is, two problems. Number one problem is that whatever we're running after can't truly fill us up. Because How do you know that need, which one will do and which one won't? You made a statement, you fill a deep need with something that can't. So, the, the, so, so, so we get to the point, okay, I'm running in. How do we know which, which need is working? I mean, we know, you try this, try that. But even... So, so first of all, we're not talking about the basic needs of life, right? A person is hungry, he needs to, he needs to, he needs yes, to live. We gotta eat. We gotta eat. But when we're, we're talking about trying to fill up, we're trying to use material. All right, so you're talking about, you're talking about somebody who has enough, uh, let's say, uh, money. It's stupid what he's doing to go risk uh, his family's uh, money that they can securely live on. You're talking about a sick, I don't know, a sick, like we don't know, but a, a guy who's uh, uh, a Harvey Weinstein. You know, guy is evidently sick to do what he did on a constant basis. So that that's what. I mean, I don't know who that is, but <laughs> I was guessing he's not going to know who that is. <laughs> I don't know. He was sued by like four hundred women. Okay. Uh, he was running what's Miramax. Yeah. And, the, and the guy too, just yeah. got convicted again. <laughs> gonna, he, the, the guy will never see the light of day again. Yeah. Was, unfortunately, he's some sick a, a very ill man because uh, when he was a kid in school, evidently he didn't have the pleasures of what normal kids maybe have in school. Again, I can't go into that because what, what is normal in the yeshiva world is not normal in the high school or in the public school. But uh, I'm not going to go into each uh, cake. I don't know. Well, I some people are there. There's somebody that there, again. They're saying this is one mahalach. It's not going to work for every single person. Some people have different types of sicknesses. Some people are lacking other things. Yeah, there are people that steal. They have plenty of money. They they continue to steal. Right. So there's some. There's. I don't know if that would necessarily um, fit this bill. I don't know. 
Again, it's, these are very deep. These are very deep right. issues. So, so to go to the further question, a lot of the things that are said, it's a matter. It's a matter of where you are. Uh, how that gets cured. In other words, if you're brought up in a certain community, and you don't have the stimuli. So, example, I thought many years ago, 25, 30 years ago, somebody said to me. I live in Borough Park. I don't have a TV. What's like? I don't have a TV. I'm older now. I'm glad you don't have a TV. I'd like to throw mine out. In other words, you figure out it's uh, a person thinks a TV is going to fill right his needs, and he re- and right. only after matures he realizes it wasn't filling anything. Said, one of the rabbis said TV stands for total vacuum. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it sucks up your uh, your life. So from the perspective of a body, which is something by definition is lacking and constantly needs gas and oil, you always need food. You're always going to need air. You're always going to need certain things to keep it running. So any of that stuff can never truly fill up a person. You always need more. Today you go, for this, you go to the fanciest restaurant. Wow, wow, it's the highest, the most expensive, so tasty. And then four or five hours later, you gotta get filled up again. So it never doesn't that stuff doesn't fill us up. It's really an Irish guy. Of course you have to eat, obviously you have to eat. But the taiva to be drawn after something that cannot truly fill you up, what's the tachlis? It's the Yitzhar holding what? It's not lasting. It's not lasting. So the Yitzhar is holding up his hand and he says, and he shows at the end of the day, he shows you it's nothing. Because that which that which you received. It's nothing. It doesn't, it's not fulfilling anything. So why are you running after this guy? Why are you running after that stuff? You could just have a regular piece of bread and some bread and salt and be a happy guy. No. We have to run after all that extra pleasure. Again. Yeah, that, that's, that's the problem. It's a, it, basically, as I would say, you have to be a retread. A uh, who? I, I, I thought, uh, you know, people, I went after reading all this stuff, you have to be a retread. In other words, you gotta like a tire. After it's worn out, they retread it. You, you gotta remake yourself after you learn this. See, when you're teaching uh, a young, I don't know, I don't know what age you could, what age, uh, how early can you teach that to a uh, to a young man? What age will they learn this safer? This safer? This safer? Yeah, what age? We could start, I don't know, we could start early. We could start, uh, anything can be taught to anybody. You, can you teach this to a seventh grader? That's when it's, that's when the Tibus, uh, the Tibus start earlier than that, but that's when they start to take off. You have to, you could teach to their level of understanding. You can't, I can't teach them, if they're watching TV right now, right. I can't explain to them that, you know, in, in 30 years from now, you're going to see the TV's not Irish guy. But we can try with Mishalom and understandings at their level. Right. right now, I'm not talking to seventh graders. Mm-hmm. But well, you don't know that. I'm not too good, you know. No, you're good. <laughs> so first, what Rabbi Nachman really has explained to us is the silliness. It's the true silliness in which a person has to think about once in a while. That's the that's half of the tikkun. Just to realize it, that stuff doesn't really do anything. It doesn't mean it's going to fix it up. We're not done yet. But there's always. Always, by the bodily needs, the material needs, there's always going to be another need. You cannot say, today I'm going to have the Suda that's going to fill me up for the rest of my life. There's no such thing. 
So it's silly that a person's rotson in his life, that which he runs after, will be something that he will always have to run after and never truly be satisfied. That's why you shouldn't run after it in the first place. Correct. That's the key. You don't run after it. Okay, so that's that's the whole key, and it starts in Aleph base. That is the problem. And we say it every day in Shema. What the heart sees, right? What the eye sees. What's the surah right, The heart wants. That's the whole thing in a nutshell. We say it every day. And that you sit back, you know, you say it of rote. Right. But when you think about it, it's the dumbest thing. <laughs> Since I'm a kid, I'm saying, Shemai, it's telling you what the eye sees, the heart wants. Right. And, and that's the whole problem. So you want if, if you could if if you could be taught at, probably at home, and then you have a good rabbi, a rebbe, and you teach him that there's nothing in that that kid that you're running uh, in the play yard for. Don't worry about it. He's going to trip and fall, and you'll see his hands are going to open up. There's nothing there. That's only if the parents are. Uh, well, but that's that's the difficulty. You have to be a parent who's not running after this stuff either. It's it's in you know I'm not philosophizing. Uh, you got this guy Sam Blankfein, he's a Jew, right? I don't know some stuff. Who knows? Whatever. Yeah. They're running after him. The guy had nothing, and they're right. throwing money at this guy, billions of dollars, and boom, he wakes up one morning, it's all gone. This is this is this, this, this is what this world's about. It's crazy. It's not right. Crazy. The, the biggest chokhams. Uh, you know when I say chokham, a Robert De Niro, a chokham. These people who were the high, the high. There were some. There were some gedolim. Yeah. That who, who gave money to to Madoff. They lost yes, all their money. Big people. Big, right. big gedolim gave them, and they and they lost everything. What do you call it? Yeshiva University. So problem number one is that to run after something that can never truly fill you up is is very silly, and we need. We're not saying think about that. Think about. Imagine this guy running around and opening up his hand. At the end of the day, you got nothing. You ran around your whole life to get money, to buy food, and to buy pleasure. At the end of the day, 70, 80, 90, what, where did you go? What did you receive? How did you grow except for your belly? You know, like, whew, what'd you get? Nothing. But in the moment, you received the pleasure. In the moment. All right. Rabbi Kamineski used to say, uh, when the child is born, uh, if you've seen a child born, I have, uh, the child comes out with the fist like this. He wants to have everything. This child that's just born. You what? Right. He right. wants everything. And Rabbi says, and the minute you lift the your hands are like you're doing, your hands are open. Right, you, we nothing. find out too late. There's nothing there. Nothing there. And the problem, second problem is we were discussing this whole time is that the Yitzhahara runs around letting you think that he has what could fill you up. But he's tricking us again. Why? Because what is he, what are we running after always? Physical, material things that will never fill up a non-material need. You can't fill up a person's worry with money. He's worried about his future. You can't buy worry for any amount of money in the world. You could have a billion dollars and still be worried. Well, maybe some guy is just stealing my money. Maybe my investments in Singapore, you know, maybe there's going to be another COVID. Who knows? So you can't, you can never pay off your worry debt with money. It doesn't go. Yeah. I was 
Francisco, I know it's a different seemingly. It's not that's a contradictory, but Guillermo del Caco Rebbe has been talking about he's talking about Tibus. Mm-hmm. And he he's talking about that that um that uh the kids are that we're, we're, our, well, why we're why we have that time while we're ready, running after these things, while we're running after the hand, I think what he's saying is that it's because that it's it's our neshama is running after Hashem. The, 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 I know we use a whole. That, that, I, I don't feel to get to that, but I, I guess what the question I was asking is that. So I wanted to ask on that is what we're going to talk about now. You see, is he? I knew saying he's saying that the taiva what you're running after is something there, but ultimately, like there is something there. And what Rebbe was talking about from the Sefer is that, like, you have to not only recognize, but then turn to Hashem and do something of a recognition that 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 Tiber you're running <coughs> after is really Hashem. And then, how do you then then turn to, to turn that into the Lord of Hashem rather than? I know it's different, but I'm saying like what he's saying here makes it seem that like that the whole thing is Sheker and it's not. No, it's, it's not. okay. So I, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, let, let's let's I'll answer that question to you afterwards. No, it's okay. But you I know, of course, I know what you're saying, but. But it's no, a different. Do you understand like the, what I'm? Yeah, it's yeah, 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 yeah. It's not. It's no, it's, it's two different problem. levels. It's okay. and what, that safer teaching is a very high level, which is not. Yeah, we, it's hard to even go to such a Madrid. But we'll talk about it afterwards. But I know, I know what you're saying. So, the recognition that the nev- there's never-ending needs for our body, <clears throat> and that the the emptiness of our taivas that that we're running after is never going to fill this deeper need. Is certainly a key factor to the to the tikkun, to fixing ourselves up to stop running after this stuff. But we're still left with a body that is deficient, and is deeply deficient, and therefore there's there are deeper tsonos and there is a running. So if you're going to cut ties, say no, don't run after the food and don't run after the money because that's that's just silly. The kid says so so ta, what do you want me to run after? You want me to just sit and twiddle my thumbs? What do you want me to do? Where, where, where am I going to... What am I connecting to? Yeah, it's very, it's very simple. Bread, okay, and, you know, like, one ball. And the kids, well, he needs more. There's, right, we're, human beings are filled with energy, filled with desire, passion, creativity. And if you're telling me that the physical stuff is not really the ends, so then what is? <clears throat> so what... What can fill the never-ending needs of our body? And what can fill these above-natural needs? Security, inner peace. So what's the only thing that we have that's perfect, that's whole? We have a soul. It's a piece of the God himself. It doesn't need money. It doesn't need covered. It doesn't need anything. The soul is, is whole, it's perfect. It has no physical needs. Now, if we could allow the light of the neshama in that perfected state where there's no ego, where there's no desires for physicality, if we could allow that light of the neshama into our body to allow our body to recognize that truly, truly the energy source of you, Mr. Body, is this neshama, then we could feel filled up. Because this, if a person could connect to the spirituality, if a person could connect to the Rabbana Shalom, through his neshama, 
he won't need, you always need, our body's always going to need stuff on the outside, but you're not going to run after excessive things. And you're not going to, for lack of better terms, freak out when you don't have one thing that you think you want or that you need. Because really, you're a very, a person who lives at the level of neshama or getting closer to it is extraordinarily confident. If you've ever learned any pieces of Rav Kook, so many pieces of Rav Kook are ex- is explaining this. Because he was able to write, which is, I don't know if there's anybody else in, since the entire creation, he's able to write from the place of the neshama. He's able to, his writing was, was a different language, you know, anybody who's learned anything with Rebbe or anything. He, he wasn't writing regular Lashon Kurdish. He was writing from the perspective of the neshama. And you feel a certain energy. The neshama doesn't need food. It doesn't need stuff. It doesn't even necessarily need learning. Of course, learning does fill the neshama. And, and it's not that it fills the neshama. It, it, it reveals. If a person can connect to the neshama, not even through learning and davening, of course you should, and that's a good thing, he would feel at peace. He would feel secure. He's totally connected with the true life source. Himself. Now to get to that place, that's a, that's another that's a whole other revolt than what a person has to do. <clears throat> but if that's that's the mahalach, that can fill a person up for real. It takes a deep level of dvekis, mindful connection, to be aware of the Shalom, which is the sugyas of Amuna which is the Sogis of Bitachon, which is ultimately the Sogis of Ahavas Hashem, Dveikis Hashem. Right? You, can't, you can't snap your fingers and in one second get to that place. There's a Mahalach, but the Mahalach is to get towards the Neshama. The more you reveal of the Neshama, the less you run after other stuff. Chanukah is Gematria 89. It's Gematria Guf. Because Chanukah comes to be the antith- antith- antithesis that neutralizes Yavan. Yavan, the Greeks, were all about the body. Fill up the body. Make it strong. Fill it up with pleasures. Even weird types of pleasures. Whatever you want, go for it. Chanukah comes to say that's not, that's not the Mahalach. Because their life, if you're living a life of body, you're living a life of fantasy, imagination. It's a dimyon. Like a Benachim Shinidme. It appears... As if the Yitzhahara has what you want. It's a fantasy. It's not real. It can never fill you up. Dimyon, the word dimyon, right? Imagination, fantasy, is the same letters as dam, yavan. The blood of yavan. That was their essence. It was dimyon. Right? Fantasy. It wasn't real. That's, that's what Rabbi Nachman keeps using that word. Nidman, nidman, appears, it appears. It's, it's fantasy. It's not real. It starts from, starts from within us. And what was, the, what was the miracle of Hanukkah? Usually when you, have, when you light a wick that has oil, so the fire consumes the oil, and eventually you have to pour more oil, more oil in if you want to have the fire continue. Because just like a body, the body has a, has a fuel source, whatever that is, food, pleasure, different things, and eventually we use it up, and we get hungry again, and we need to keep fueling ourselves. But what, what was the miracle of Hanukkah? Was that, I don't know how you say it exactly. Was it the fire or was it the oil? But it was a level of fire and oil that the fire did not consume the oil. The fire was lit. 
the oil didn't get consumed. Okay, so if you want to say the miracles on the fire, you want to say the miracles on the oil, both, however you want to say it. But this oil, this fire was above nature. This was a, a neshama dika oil fire that doesn't consume the body. It's not connected. It's higher. That's why the word neshama, the same letters as hashemen. What, what's the shemen? The shemen of, of Hanukkah. Hashemen is, is the letters shmona. Shmona is the eight days. We know eight is the number that's above nature. Seven days of the week is, is nature, is natural. Eight is one level above. It's the level of the neshama, the level of Hashemen, the level of Shmona. So what's, what was this? So that was the fight. Kalalitra lives the level of neshama. Of course, through Torah and Mila, of course all the mitzvahs. But even Torah and, and, and Mila and all the mitzvahs, there could be a dimyon there that people get confused about because they forget to connect the Torah and the mitzvahs to the source which is the Kodesh Baruch Hu. Because people can learn, if a person is learning Torah for gaiva, or is giving tzedakah for honor, so you turn the spiritual mitzvah into some adavar gashmi, trying to fill up your need. So even Torah and mitzvahs need to be understood and learned and worked on in the proper way. Now the rays of light, you're trying to grab the light, but it's not there. The rays of light, that's Rebbe Nachman's at the end. Like you think that you're gonna, the, the pleasures of life are going to fill you up. But at the end of the day, the, the, the rays of light are real. They do warm you up. If it would be dark and there would be a ray of light somewhere in the house, come, it, would, it would light it up. By, so what do you do? You can't grab it. But what can you do with a ray of light? If you align yourself to that ray, you can feel the heat. If you have something that's... that's you, need, you, have a, you have a box or something that's dark and you need to get light. You can't grab the light from the that's coming in from outside and, and shred it like a flashlight, use it in your box. It's, you can't grab the light. But if you bring the box to the ray of light, then you could see. See, when it comes to the ray of light, which is, which is a spiritual, right? We're saying it's like the above nature type of, it's not physical necessarily. It isn't, it isn't. So with, it's like the neshama. The rays of light is like, is, like that, is like the neshama. That a person, if he aligns his body with the neshama, if he connects, if he has a perspective of the neshama, which is from the Bavavia Sefer Das Atzmecha, start to know yourself, that you're a neshama. Again, this is just hagdamas. You have to now work on it for the next few months. But if you can bring yourself to the pers- perspective that you're not a body that also has a neshama, but that you're really a neshama that has a body, if you could align yourself in that way, so then you can always be filled up. You'll feel, the, you'll feel the sunlight. You'll feel the warmth. You'll be able to see the, the rays of light. If you're a body that also has a neshama, so the body's going to look for a lot of stuff to fill it up. I also have a neshama when I dive and I learn. Then you're, then you're lost. But if you, can, if you could slowly but surely see yourself from the perspective of the neshama, that the etzim, you're filled up, you're, you're one with God. I also have a body that has a few deficiencies, so you'll fill up those deficiencies, and you come right back to the perspective of the neshama. That's a life's work, or at least a few years. Mm-hmm. But we have to understand that and know that. That's Rabbi Nachman's teaching. So if we align our body with the soul, it'll feel warm, happy, and filled up. It's the light of Hanukkah, which is Zohar